No matter if the economy is up or down, healthcare careers continue to grow, especially in management. Stevenson University Online's Master's in Healthcare Management can put your career on a new track, especially for career changers with previous business, HR, or technology backgrounds. Discover new opportunities with our Healthcare Management Masters. No GREs, no application fees, and 100% online. Visit online.stevenson.edu slash healthcare management. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and the man who just put his deposit down on the J. Cole edition of NBA <laughs> 23, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing? You always say during the pandemic this air quote Saturday morning, sir. Oh man, you just know, like, see this, this, this shows you, I've known you for almost 20 years that yes. like you can genuinely say something that will get, get me to elicit, like, because if you know me, mm-hmm. you know, my, um, affinity, my affinity towards trolling, <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Jermaine. And mm. I, unless, because these, there are things in life I, I just want to avoid trolls on Twitter and um and aw fanboys and j cole fanboys because i was about to like do a quote tweet be like why did, did any who 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 in the bleep asked for this and i didn't want to say like i don't know or or like do like a nobody's perfect for like 2k <laughs> no like but really who asked for this look j cole for those who don't know um nba 2k 23 the only and most popular basketball game on next generation platforms has like 17,000 different versions that come out each year. And one of these versions happens to be a version that features J Cole on the cover. I don't know if you get bonus songs on the soundtrack. I know he's part, I know he's part of the story mode. I know that. All right. So, so all right. So do you get extra my career? Uh, probably, <laughs> probably extra BC J Cole related, related content slash VC in the my career section. Uh, oh, no, sure. uh, no, I've learned, like, I don't know, just, Throughout this, like I've learned this at the like I am not the demographic for video games, and I haven't been for a long time. I just I just continue to play them, right. like I, I don't know because really, other than the actual game, like uh, other than the actual happenings that are happening on the football field or on the basketball court, I I don't do anything else. I, I mean, other than the franchise modes, I don't do my story. Like I had no idea like the career and the park are two different things or are they they are they are different things okay so the career mode is career mode and then you take your guy throughout a career but then your park is your your individual guy with your vc and you kind of raise them up and you play randos on the internet and all okay that stuff. oh okay park. so that's the one where you're going on like the random like like courts in the right. like or like in the area and you say yo yo let's yo let's kick a fair one yeah, i think correct, i think correct. that's what you say yeah. and yes. then like I'm being honest, like, I don't know, like, I, and no, we'll end this very soon, because I don't want to sound like an idiot, like, like, what's stopping you from shooting all the time? Nothing. Well, you get a bad teammate grade, and if you get a bad teammate grade, then people <laughs> don't want to play with you and stuff like that, but uh, the, the answer's uh, not, the answer's nothing, but. Oh, yeah. okay, but, but this is, this is the social part of social media, where, Correct. like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, this, no, no, this is the next generation, like, I don't know, people like being social with people but not in person and this Correct. is the perfect example of rocking with a dude you know, because when someone asks you 
who are you hanging out with? Oh, I was hanging out with Joey Six Nine. Oh my, exactly. my, my, my dude. Like I don't know. It's like, have you ever met Joey? It's like no. We, no. we don't need to meet. No, no. But that's that's how people get down um, on NBA Two K and other games. Again, NBA Two K isn't the only game that does this, but I think it, it does it more than any of the other sports games um, that that come out every year. But yes, the deposit has been put down. Chris Domingo will be purchasing the J Cole edition, the Dreamer edition, as it's called. Two K. I swear to God, Dreamer Dreamville. You know, it's like I, I, if I didn't you know. already put down like a deposit on the Superstar League Pass edition, I'd mm. be waiting in line for the Dreamer edition. They're, they're probably gonna be sold out where I go. They'll be out. like, yo, 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 man, you want the Cole edition? Oh, oh, oh man, you want the um, you want the um, Lost Profit edition? Be like, nah, man, we ain't got. It. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely uh, keep an eye out on that for that uh, for those of you who are 2K fans because that comes that's out in a next weekend because yes. this weekend is a big weekend for a thing that we can now call again wrestling. It ain't sports entertainment no more. It ain't like I don't know. We ain't we ain't dealing with WWE super. No, I think I think they're still called superstars, but yes. just, but but in 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 but at their deepest core, they are wrestlers, and we like to wrestle. Yeah, it's a big, big weekend for uh, wrestling, professional wrestling. Um, two big events on the WWE calendar, one big event on the AEW calendar. And this is the first, or I should say the last weekend that we have without professional football um, coming coming to our televisions. Although there is week one college football, for those of you who are so inclined. But a big weekend for wrestling. We'll talk about All Out. We'll talk about Worlds Collide. Actually, we might not get the chance to talk about Worlds Collide. We will definitely talk about Clash at the Castle. Uh, but speaking of football, we have a bunch of football news to kind of get you caught up on. Because, because that's next weekend too, baby. Yes, I mean, yes. The next few weekends are big for the hobbies of of, of of sports fans. Like, I don't know. You're getting a lot of it because I uh, apparently this weekend is a – wait, wait. I don't want to get the match wrong. Go oh, said match. Arsenal, Man U at 11.30 on Sunday because that's like preempting my uh, fantasy draft. Ah, uh, big yes, a big big match, a big match day, I should say, um, in the Premier League this this week because the uh, transfer window is closing um, as we are recording the show. Um, so all the all the quote unquote free agents are, are finally making their their final destinations known to their teams. But we have a lot of stuff to talk about with American football because the Eagles have set their fifty three man roster and made some changes after they've done so. We'll still talk about that. And we'll talk about some other news and some basketball news that came down the wire as well. So a very packed edition of the Broad Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broad Street Line. The future Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout-outs, my friend? No, let's just say the usual thank yous. Thank you, guys, as always, for tuning in, whether it's on 106.5 FM every Saturday or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, YouTube Music, Spotify. Just do a search for the Broad Street Line. Download us to your phone, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device, your computer, Listen to us at home or take us with you on the go. We are a very, very accessible show, 24-7, 365. Again, if you can't listen to us on the podcast or if you want to listen to us on the radio itself, you can tune in every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 106.5 FM here in Philadelphia. Or if you're outside of Philadelphia, download the TuneIn app to your phone or go to TuneIn.com, search for the Philly Cam Station, and again, fire up the stream every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Or you can also go to phillycam.org. And listen to the live stream there as well. And while you're doing all of that, please do us a solid. Follow us on the Twitter machine. Chris is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. Um, Chris will be tweeting about the Arsenal Man U match um, this this uh, this weekend. 
Uh, Chelsea have made me very upset, so I can't even tell you in good faith and good conscience now, are they in the, to watch now, the Blues. Now, are they in the mud this year? Are they in the mud? They're, they're not quite in the mud. They're not quite in the mud. Uh, it's probably it's probably a case of me overreacting. But again, we're a month in, um, and they're not they're not where they're supposed to be. Let me put so, it like yeah, that. so are they losing that Pulisic dude? Like I don't know. Like he's it, not it, going anywhere, but he wants to leave. Oh, okay. He's he's disgruntled. He's disgruntled. Yeah, he is disgruntled. He's not getting playing time. Um, he wants. But to isn't leave. he really good? He's good, but he's not like he's not a guy you got to start every week. Oh, okay. Um, but he's good. Like he's a, he's a good quality dude. But again, when he whenever he's played with under the current manager. He's gotten hurt like an hour later. So, like, the manager doesn't really have that much faith in him. Um, but he comes on as a sub all the time. But he doesn't really do a whole lot. So, it's a whole manager-player kind of beef thing. But, again, Chris and Polish is still here. The Chelsea kind of sort of in the mud, not quite in the mud. We're only a month in. And, again, the season's over in May. So, it's plenty of time for, for the, the Blues to figure it out. Quite but, literally, there's a lot of season left. A lot of season left. A lot of season left. So, We'll figure out what happens with, with Chelsea. Uh, but we got to talk about American football. Actually, before we do that, I do want to give a shout out, as we always do on the shows, we try to do on the show. We try to give the flowers to the people while they can still receive them, while they can still smell them, while they can still feel the love from everyone. And we have to join the chorus of those giving love to the actual goat of women's tennis, one Serena Williams. Um, who Is she the goat of tennis? She might just be the goat of tennis. I mean, like, yeah, like, I, I, you can put qualifiers on her if you want to. I think she's a go to tennis period point blank. Um, again, and that includes the, you know, the 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 three goats that are literally playing right now on the men's side, uh, the Federer's and the Dow's and, and the Djokovic. Um, she might be better at at what she does than all of them. I don't think that's a stretch at, at all to say. Um, Serena Williams um, again barely played this year at all. Um, was looking to retire after this match from tennis. Um, as we were recording the show, already won uh, her first uh, two matches at the U.S. Open. This year, including knocking off the number two seed um, in the bracket, so the, the, the fields opened up pretty well uh, for Serena Williams going forward. So we'll see how long she can take this. Feels um, very watching, Jimmy yeah. Connors esque. Exactly. I was just go, I was just about to say when I was watching I was watching the uh, the second round match. Um, this is this is shades of Jimmy Connors in 1991. That um, that was 1990. Jesus. That was no, no, yeah. like, like that still for me is one of those things that like it, it was just like you had to. And God, I was 11 years old. Like, I, I and and that was when I really followed tennis. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, knew all the players. I mean, like, God, I haven't followed tennis in like a cent, like in decades. But like, I don't know, that was like, I, I mean, because we knew Jimmy Connors. We, we had seen like all the the like the blurry videos or like like uh, of him, and like I don't know, that was his last run, and just like that was appointment viewing, and like I don't know, like this, like like. Like with Serena right now, and like Serena from like I, I don't know, like I'm once again I don't like talking about things I don't really know much about, but it's pretty apparent that Serena Williams has been the one of the top, if not the top draw in tennis for a long time. Like I, I mean, like she she was ratings, and unfortunately, yep. or like not even unfortunately for her, like I don't think she ever had a real foil, like a real like um uh combatant. To kind of because she was so dominant. I mean, like, like Serena Williams for her entire career felt like Tiger Woods did for like ten years. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't think there was a comparable person for Tiger with Tiger for a long time. And I feel that that was that way with Serena for what other than the last five years of her of her career. So I feel that dominant. Like, like 
because I feel goat gets thrown around a lot. And I, but I feel with Serena Williams, she really does just check off every goat box. Like, yeah. I don't know, just, just like personality, production. Like, I don't know. She has like, I have no idea how many majors she has. She has like 20 probably. And like, I don't know. And needle mover. Like, yeah. she moved the needle, like, like culturally. Like, like when people saw like Serena Williams was like deep in a major. You got cat like you got the casual to come in and like I don't know I I always felt that that she really was like I, like I can't think of many tennis players in our life that have been like this I, I mean I maybe you could say McEnroe like I think McEnroe was always one of those guys and like Agassi but like I don't think Roger Federer was like like one like I don't know like do, do, do regular household know who Roger Federer is no. No, no, no. The Serena's Q rating, uh, like among all tennis players, again, including Roger Federer and Jokovic and Nadal, like it dwarfs everyone. I mean, it, it yes. kind of like dwarfs everybody. Um, and again, like it, it you know, it, it's kind of a testament to kind of, you know, how good Serena's been for so long. Because again, she won her first major in 99. Um, and again, we're in 2022 and she's still kind of in the hunt, you know, possibly making a deep run at a major, you know, at 40 years old, where again, Think of, you know, 40-year-old tennis players. I mean, like, that's something, you know, doesn't even sound right uh, when you think about it because, you know, in tennis, after 30, 31, 32, they basically write you off. Like, you can't even do it anymore. Um, Roy, I mean, how many, like, I mean, she is single-handedly with her sister saved American American tennis. I, yeah. I mean, like, I can't think of in the last 20, since Serena won her, won her first major, how many other Americans have won majors? No, it's not. It's not many. No, that's like if you take Serena and, and Venus out, um, like how many Americans have won? I think was it just Andy Roddick? Um, I can't even think of. I'm, I can't think of anybody else offhand. Well, Coco, well, did Coco Golf win? Um, yeah, she no. Well, Naomi Osaka, but again, she's. I don't know if she plays for the U.S. or Japan, so that might be. Yeah, no, um, but, I, but I mean, I mean but, yeah, it's but, not that many. Like, I mean, without without the Williams sisters, American tennis would have gone by the wayside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. and like that shows, like I don't know, like that for me, like I don't know, like once again, just another check, like another box that Serena Williams checks, and like I don't know, like like and and one, like I don't know, like and she stayed true to herself, and I feel that's what a lot, that's what endears herself to like a lot of people, like I don't know, she has that, you know, like I'm still the girl from Compton. And like, I don't know, like, like you can still be that girl from Compton and still like, I don't know, just evolve. Like, I don't know. And, and, and I feel that's like, that's why she's like, I mean, Serena Williams is one of the few athletes that is like universally respected. Right. Like, I don't know. And, and, and frankly adored. Like, I don't know. Like you see a lot of, I mean, other than the racist, but like, I mean, you can't <laughs> but, like, but I, I mean, like there aren't many and like, I don't know. It's, mm. it's good to see Serena get like, even if it ends on whatever day it ends, whatever. Friday or, yeah. or, or, or or whatever, like I, I guarantee you, ESPN's happy as heck that, like, I don't know, she won a couple matches. It's not just business; it's personal. And Signature Theater's new musical, No Place to Go, when dedicated employee George discovers his company is relocating to Mars, he must decide whether to go and uproot his family's life or embark on an unknown venture. Featuring DC star Bobby Smith, No Place to Go is an irreverent and humorous musical with an enterprising twist. Now playing at Signature Theater through October 16th. Get your tickets at SigTheater.org. 
you know, ESPN's happy that, that she won some matches. The, you know, the, the WTA, the Women's Tennis Association's happy. U.S. Open's definitely happy because, again, they keep banging that building out, the Arthur Ashe, uh, or, or Arthur Ashe Center Arena, uh, court, Center Court, I should say, um, at the U.S. Open. They keep selling, you know, 30,000 tickets a night every time she shows up. So, you know, so a lot of people are happy. And, again, I'm, I'm excited to see um, Serena make her, her last run here at the U.S. Open, and hopefully um, she'll do even more greater things away from tennis uh, whenever she decides to step away. So just, just wanted to give Serena her flowers before we talk about um, the football team and their preseason game. And this is our entire recap of the Eagles-Dolphins game from last week. The Birds lost 48-10, to 10, and that is the Eagles-Dolphins recap from last week. We are not talking about that game. Man, we will. Preseason is trash. Trash. Like, I don't like like I use like I usually would find satisfaction out of like when it was four games. I would find satisfaction out of I'd say at the very least 1.75 games. Like I don't know, like if you took the four. How how much how much are you watching of this? I think I watched like out of the three games, I think I watched a quarter and a quarter plus. It's terrible. Like I don't like I feel that like like, I feel that just teams just don't feel that that risk reward of like even like because because you're not showing a lot you're not you're like you're doing some bland stuff anyway like I don't know like it really is just getting to week one healthy like I don't know like and like I I, I understand that there's practice to be had and like everything but I feel that many teams just say you you know what like. I mean, look at the Eagles a couple weeks ago against the Browns. They were like, yo, it's Raider. We ain't playing. Like, we're not playing anybody. Yeah, no, the Eagles, well, again, among most teams, the Eagles are pretty much, you know, one of those teams where they they pull back even more so than a lot of teams when it comes to the preseason. Like you said, the, the Browns game, they said, you know, we're not even going to kind of really show up for that. And this, they did the same thing um, with the Dolphins game where they really didn't show up. And it was clear because the Dolphins, they were playing their ones and the Eagles were playing their twos and threes you know, from the first, from the jump. And what Tua got like four, four series, maybe three or four series um, against the Eagles backups. Um, so it was clear that one team. Really, I mean, really what, do you need to get gassed game. up by these? Like, I don't know. Like I feel, but I, I mean, Roy, like, I, I mean, how many before Sirianni got here, how many years did the Eagles just even going into week one have like three or four or, not, or even more than that significant injuries? Yeah, no, no, definitely happened, and and it's the I forget who started it, but again, it's it's been, it's been a trend in the NFL the last few years where people are like, you know what, you might get a quarter, you might get a, a drive or two out of the starters in the entire preseason, and now that we're down to three preseason games, again, there's less of a chance that we're going to get that. We're eventually going to go to two preseason games. We all know this, and 18 regular season games. We know where this is going because the NFL wants more games that matter. They want more revenue, and the NFL teams don't really care about the preseason. But on some level, you need to figure out which one of these 90 guys can actually play on your roster. So you need a couple of games to kind of get guys acclimated. But I feel that, no, but I feel that, like, I don't know, these scrimmages that no one has access to, like, other than the reporter, these are the preseason games. And Mm -hmm. I I guess for everyone involved, this is good because you don't have any tape on them. Like, I don't know, it, it really is, like, I don't know, like, I mean, you put some tape on for the opposing team. But it's not like for for public consumption. I feel this is really like I mean, as much as we like to consume NFL product, I feel this is like maybe the like the way to go about things anymore. Like I, I mean, like like do we even need preseason? Like I I mean the the answer is yes. But I, I mean, dude, like the less preseason games for me, the better. I always felt like I don't know you needed for. I once again I can evolve. I'm not a caveman. 
like I feel like I don't know two at the very most is what you need. Yeah, it's good. good. Give me two preseason games. Give me one or two of these intra squad scrimmages, and then have one day where you have a practice at the stadium where everybody can come to, like they always do, <laughs> they do now, where like the the Bills had like forty thousand people come out. Have one of those days at every stadium so everybody can kind of see their team. But you need practice. Like, I don't know, like you however practice. you want to slice it, whether it's joint practices, you need to practice. And there was a man, your dude, who hasn't practiced since. That's not true. That is not true. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the latest. We'll get to we'll get to the fifty three in a second, but the man Miles Sanders has returned and is practicing again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> As of Thursday afternoon, Miles Sanders back on the practice field, saving up the hamstring for the season. This is all calculated this for the two fine. games that uh, for the two games is going to be healthy. Miles Sanders is getting like look, he's got a, a big workload ahead of him. Seventeen games, you know, it's a long NFL season. <laughs> He got a big workload ahead of him, so it's like you know what? These games, these practices, they don't really matter. I want you to heal up. This is what this is what Sirianni said. Yeah, I need you to heal up, rest up, and get right for the season. Miles Sanders back at practice. Jason Kelsey back. How's he gonna learn what hole to hit? Look, look, the man. You don't need to practice to know what hole to hit, right? Like all you need to do is watch film. You sit there in the RB room. (laughs) You better be watching film. What's that? He better be watching film because I feel right now. I mean, like. With this trade for Chauncey Gardner Johnson, I, I feel I'm gonna get that wrong. I, th- I think I was. Oh, we all will. We all will. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, or 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 Chauncey. It's Chauncey. It's C J. No, C G J. Yeah, you Chaun- got it. Chauncey, okay, all right. But with that, I mean, like running back. I guess if if you were to have a a a hole, because I think it's a hole. I, I I don't think there's any way around it. You'd want the most disposable position in football and it's not like you don't have any guys it's just you don't have a dude and i don't know in this nfl you need a dude it would be nice but i, I mean like after this 53 like and with the moves getting trey sermon uh like i was a trey sermon guy i'm not anymore so i would i would pause on just having any expectations but where like is this team that was less than 18 months ago just like had Nothing. They literally had nothing. They had they had a quarterback that was broken. They had a coach that purposely tanked games. Um, they were coming off what the Jalen Rager draft, <laughs> the Davion mm-hmm. Taylor draft. I have no idea how they got. Like, I, I mean, to get from there to now, where you arguably, I, I mean, like, I don't have the time, but I mean, I don't know if you can name. It find 10 teams more talented than the Eagles. Like, I I mean, like with the final verdict on the 53, are you, are you, has it enhanced your opinion about this year's Eagles or is it the, still the same? Well, let, let's, let's get people up to speed for those who don't know. Let's, let's kind of run back the tape a little bit. Let's get to where we are right now with the 53. The, again, the Eagles, as everybody else did in the league, had this at their 53 man roster earlier this week, three undrafted rookies actually made the roster. Josh Joby, the cornerback, um, told, safety, told people, told people. <laughs> safety Reed Blankenship and offensive lineman Josh Josh Sills. Um, among the cuts, uh, linebacker Davion Taylor, who's now back on the practice squad. Um, the safety Jaquiski Tart, who was a uh, signing from the Niners earlier this summer. Carson Strong, the um, the undrafted rookie quarterback who got 320k um, as a bonus, only to get cut in August. 
Um, running back Jason Huntley, wide receiver Greg Ward, who was also who was a slot guy for the last few years, he reached an injury settlement with the team, and tight end Richard Rodgers. Now, the big news of the week, um, as Chris mentioned before, the trade with the Saints for uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who will be a safety here in Philadelphia. Mostly played in the slot with the Saints. He was one of the higher, highest-rated slot cornerbacks last year per pro football focus. Eagles gave up a 20, uh, 2023 fifth-rounder and a 2024 sixth-rounder uh, for Johnson and a 2025 seventh-round pick going back to the Saints. Um, again, very good player. There are some whispers that maybe he's going to be your slot cornerback and you move Avante Maddox to safety. Either way, you have bolstered your defensive backfield, your starting defensive backfield, uh, which was an area of concern um, on this team. And it was, for me, it was a, a more of a concern when they uh, released Anthony Harris. And so for the two minutes between the, ha- the Harris release and the Johnson trade being announced, I had no idea what they were going to do at safety. But Howie figured it out. Howie made a move. So so kudos to them. Um, speaking of Harris, he's on the practice squad along with Deion Kane, um, f- fantasy football breakout star Britton Covey. And Deion Allen, the hurdler that people wanted to make the 53, but he's a gunner and he's not going to make a 53 as a gunner. Devon Allen. No, is it is it Devin Allen? Devin Allen. It, okay, okay. And, Devin and Allen. Deion Kane. Deion Kane, Devin Allen. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Anthony Harris, Andre Shasher, Reed Sinet, who stinks, but whatever. He's on the he's on the practice squad. And Michael P. Ryan, who I assume is related to Samaj P. Ryan. I have no yes. idea. He's a running back. Okay. All right. Those I think are, he played yeah. for the Jets. I I think okay. That's I, 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 to be honest, I get the P Ryan's mixed up because they're <laughs> basically the same mid running back. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, back. no, I, I I like I mean, this is a very uh, is it a deep roster? Well, hold on, let me hold oh, on. We're sorry. not done. We're not because there's a big story we didn't talk about. You did mention the trace to the trace sermon, um, pick it pick up off waivers. Trace sermon running back from the Niners. Um, last year, 41 carries, 167 yards, had a touchdown as a rookie in 2021. The Eagles also picked up Saints quarterback Ian Book. And the big news, the other big news of the week, Jalen Rager, no longer a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, traded to the Vikings. Oh, I forgot for about a, it. A, a 2023 seventh-round pick and a conditional uh, fourth-round pick at 24 that could become a fifth-rounder based on playing or non-playing incentives. So, that is the bulk of your roster. Oh, well, yeah, that was a lot. Kudos to you, yeah. man. No, I, I mean, that was, I mean, like, I think that was more than the usual activity you would get from, like, just cutting, like, making the usual moves to a 53. Because, one, you, you you don't just trade for, like, a starting safety slash cornerback. And right. you rarely, you, rarely, you usually don't trade your third-year first-round wide receiver. Yeah, no, you, you don't make those kind of moves, and you don't pick up a guy like Trey Sermon who, you know, could fight for that RB three spot maybe with a Kenneth Jordan Lino. Howard power back. <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of moves, a lot of moves by, by the Eagles. Um, I'm glad you brought up the point about like how I feel about the roster because one of our good friends, former guest of the show, uh, Mike Mohern of NBC Sports Philly, said, "Look, let's look at the Eagles 25 and under talent on this roster that you feel good about." Right. You have Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Landon Dickerson, Cam Jurgens, Jordan Mailata, Josh Sweat, uh, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, and C.J.G. C.G.J. I see, I, already, I messed it up already. <laughs> that's a lot of really. That's a lot of good to really good guys who are twenty five and under. No, and 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 mm-hmm. that's not factoring in maybe the guys that are twenty five to twenty eight that are right. like I don't know that are ascending like the Avante Maddoxes. Like I don't yeah. know like. 
like and this and this is why people like me need to chill on like i don't know because i was very quick to like dump on that 2018 draft like i don't know because i didn't see stars i didn't but Mm -hmm. you got one jordan mylotta and it's i mean how rare is it that you sign four guys from a draft to second contracts and like i don't know it's not like you sign a bat it's not no offense i don't want to use this guy's name in like i don't know Sean, it's not like you got four Sean Bradley's. Sorry. I, I mean, like, That's you, got <laughs> you got, I, I mean, like, Josh Sweat, who's, I, I mean, he's a starting defensive end for mm-hmm. a decent football team. And, I, I mean, but it's really hard to, like, and you got Dallas Goddard, who's an ascending tight end. I don't, I Max, still yeah. have no idea what his, what his ceiling is. Like, I don't know. Like, I think, I think this is the year you'll know, like, I don't know what, like, I don't know what, like what, what people like what? What does Pete Dallas Goddard look like? Because I don't think we've come close to seeing him. Because, because I, because frankly, like he's he's had uneven quarterback play, and he's had to serve second foot of Zach Ertz, but he's the dude now. And you're gonna get a lot of like chances to, like in the middle of the mm-hmm. field. So and, and Avante Maddox, I mean, like I have to eat crow on him every day. Like I, I mean, but like that's but there are certain drafts you know to suck. Like, I mean, like, the 2019 draft sucked. The 2020 draft sucked because, you know why they sucked? Because a lot of guys aren't here anymore. <laughs> ah, but but you can redeem the 2020 draft. There's one guy who can redeem the whole thing. And that's the thing. It's like, if this one, that one particular guy from 2020 oh, yeah. turns out oh, to yeah. be oh, really, yeah. really good, then oh, yeah. it's the a really lottery. good draft. No, the lottery ticket. Guy. No, I mean, not to pat ourselves on the shoulder, but I'm going to do it. We've said forever, this is the ultimate lottery ticket. Like, I don't know. And, like, but this is why you can build the dope house when you only spent like I don't know like on the most important part of the house. Because right. remember when like we had to say like Chip Kelly had to like drive around like the block to find like the mansion for Marcus Mariota, but you'd have nothing inside of it. This is the opposite of Marcus Mariota. Right. Like I don't know, you have you can build a dope house because you had to spend money on on wood. Like you guys, you you somehow went Tony Soprano and got a discount on wood. Like, I don't know. And this is, this is the ultimate, but how are we taking advantage of that? And I didn't think he could. No, it, it, no, it's, that's the thing. It's like, I don't even know, like you said, it was 18 months ago, maybe not even 18 months ago. Like I fired Howie Roseman seven times in my mind. Seven, um, for, for, seven, for I fired drafts. 77. No, like, I, I mean, he, like he, he was coming off the J-Jaw draft. He was coming off the Rager. I, I mean, like, no, and, and because, I had to do some self analysis and be like, was this like a Doug Peter? Was it was this a Howie problem or a Doug Peterson problem? Or maybe it was. I no, I still think it was a Howie problem because all these guys didn't get signed by anybody. Like these guys didn't do anything on any other team. Like Jay Jaws probably a software engineer in in three months. I I, I mean, like uh, Sharif Miller. Clayton Thor, no, like it's not like well, Clayton Thor's a good play off the rip, but yeah, yeah no, <laughs> but they just like that's how you know that was a strictly like a it's not just business, it's personal. And Signature Theater's new musical, No Place to Go. When dedicated employee George discovers his company is relocating to Mars, he must decide whether to go and uproot his family's life or embark on an unknown venture. Featuring DC star Bobby Smith, No Place to Go is an irreverent and humorous musical with an enterprising twist. Now playing at Signature Theater through October 16th. Get your tickets at sigtheater.org.
The economy is crazy right now. All-time high inflation, bearish stock market, rising home prices and interest rates. How do you figure it all out? Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner professional from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but with Facet, a dedicated expert guides you through every financial decision. Facet advisors are certified financial planner professionals and fiduciaries. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. You get an entire team of experts within insurance, taxes, estate planning, and budgeting to make complex financial decisions easy. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit tryfacetwealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Like a scouting kind of like a value talent evaluation these just guys didn't have talent right. and like i don't know i don't know if davion taylor is any good but that shows you this is why the nfl you can turn stuff around in two seasons because yeah. eagles did yeah no again we we are on record saying a couple years ago on this show we said eagles have a terrible in terms of talent eagles have a terrible terribly untalented roster and now again you just said it I don't think there's 10 teams with more talent than the Eagles. And like, <laughs> they have two first round picks next season. Exactly. And, two, and like, no, and they did all this. No, and I, I think this is this came and I don't want to pat myself on the back again like Barry Harrows, but I will. Like, I like and I think we agree. It's like we didn't want the quarterback. Like, we didn't want the big name quarterback because you didn't build the house. Like, I want, I wanted. And I, I mean, like this guy whose name will be forever etched in my mouth, Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I want 49ers East and gosh, darn it. I think we almost have it. I mean, the only thing they really need, I feel is that it is that like game changing pass rusher. I don't think they yeah. have that, yeah. but yeah. you could get that. I, I mean, but, and we've asked ourselves this internally, externally, offline, online, it all comes back to the quarterback. <laughs> That lot, no, I mean, like, it doesn't matter if, like, how he still hasn't cashed in that lottery ticket. Like, I don't know. No, he could have cashed, like, like, because you know how, like, I don't know, on, like, on, like, draft, uh, on betting apps, you could cash out but not right. get the full amount. Right. How are we waiting to cash the full amount out? But, again, that lottery ticket, again, could go from, you know, whatever it's worth now, like, the cash out amount now, it could be worth worthless in the well, not worthless, but it could have a lot less value in a year. Um, whereas you know, if you had cashed it out before and you decided to, you know, get another guy, boy, did we think that like he would be this close to cashing it out? Is is the most well, that's, that's a good that's a good question. I did not think I did not really. Think. You didn't think you didn't think so, no, well, no, no one okay. The only way you would have cashed it out is if you built the team right. Like, no. I don't know, like, no, I don't true. think Jalen Hurts was never that guy to just elevate guys, that's and true. but I think how we realized it's like, yo. If we're going to give this dude a fair shake, let's get everyone from his past life, his best friends, his running backs, his, I don't know, conditioning coach, everyone. Because, I, I mean, like, Chris Sermon played with Jalen Hurts. I didn't even know that. Like, I mean, we got to stop saying, like, the Eagles went above and beyond what is needed to, to support a young quarterback. They really did. So kudos to them. Like, I think if this doesn't, go the way the Eagles intend because I don't know if it'll go bad I don't know like I I, I I would hope pray 
that it doesn't have that. But there is a chance that like this just doesn't go the way the Eagles plan, which which means Jalen Hurts. They cast a lottery ticket out at to the full amount. And I don't know, I don't know if that happens. But I mean, the fact you're here having this conversation about cashing out is awesome. And that's for me has raised like the stakes in this for this year. I didn't know what the I didn't know what the, the Eagles potential was this year, but the way the the way the roster's looking, you, the expectation has become you gotta win a playoff game. Yeah, no, like I I I think the expectation is at least 10 wins and a and a playoff win, a playoff victory. Um at least so, so with, that's with so, so that's the baseline. That's, yeah, the I think that's that's the baseline. But again, we will find out your baseline next next week because you. <laughs> I still, I, I mean, like, because I, I, I mean, like, just the way, like, I don't know, the the team is evolving and just, I, I mean, he seems like like the CEO of the team, and it's changing my mind just a tad every every day, and I, and I still don't know. No, I to this day to this minute, I still don't know what the baseline is for the Eagles because. There's a lot of flowers being given to the Eagles, and that scares me. Because you know, the last time the Eagles got got flowers was 2011. Yeah, no, a lot of like I'm seeing a lot of uh, the the predictions for the year, um, having the Eagles, you know, win 10, 11, 12 games, win the division, you know, make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. Like a lot of people across the you know across the NFL landscape was Amina Khan said the Eagles had a top five, maybe a top three roster. I'm like, all right, we we're not there, but. A lot of kudos being given to the Eagles before they they actually uh, strap it up uh, for game one. So we'll we'll see um, if those kudos actually become reality for the Eagles. Uh, but a lot of other stuff to talk about in the NFL before we move on. I do want to mention uh, one guy the Eagles flirt, flirted with, excuse me, last year or this past year. Russell Wilson just got the bag in Denver, five years and two hundred forty-five million dollars. Now that was the kind of contract the Eagles were going to have to give this man when they traded for him. And as such, I'm okay with the Eagles not choosing not to make that move because, again, you don't have $50 million a year to spend on the quarterback when, again, you got to fill other holes. No, and, you're not and paying you Jalen know, Hurts nothing. Is, how yeah. do you like your pie? Or, like, right. how do you like your pizza? Do you like – because you're going to need – Russell Wilson is the dough. You're going right. to need a good-ass cheese pizza. Like, I don't know, because that's what Russell Wilson is. Like, I don't know, he's – you're not going to get a lot. You, you can't afford toppings. You no. can't afford, like, I don't know, the premium toppings. You might be able to afford some, some pepperoni. Maybe. Well, Maybe. No, like, that's what that's what having a elite vet, like, I don't know. This isn't like, I don't know, you're, you're throwing in, I don't know, Dak Prescott. I don't know, because I, I don't know if he can carry a team. A good, like, a carry a team deep into the playoffs. Ross has, right. I think, proven that. And I, I think it's, like, what is the... What is the way that you want to roll with? Like, and I, I don't know. I've said you like, and I say that it's easier said than done. I know, like, finding quarterbacks hard. I get it, but you you build the foundation, and then you just hope and pray that like a really decent quarterback becomes available. Because people say, oh, they don't. It's like I don't know. The last few years, a couple, a couple come like just come available, and they get traded, and like. Maybe, like, I don't know, maybe next year they're, like, a Matt Ryan type. Because I've always, like, Matt Ryan is, like, for me, like, the perfect quarterback that you could drop into, like, a talent-laden team ready to win a Super Bowl. Like, I don't know, not just, like, I don't know, play to, like, win a couple games. Like, you 
you're bringing in Matt Ryan to like make a deep playoff run. Yeah, who who knows? Like you said, like who knows what happens next year? You know, maybe Matt Ryan's on the move. Maybe uh, Kirk Cousins is on the move. Yeah, maybe, no, no, but no, know. but I feel like I don't know. Like, is like if you dropped, like I don't know, and like I don't think, like I don't know, like at that point, Kirk Cousins would be making a ton of money. You won't have to pay. You won't have to trade a lot of assets for him. You'll just have to give him a lot of money. If you drop Kirk Cousins on a on a championship ready team, are you confident? I, I think so. I mean, Kirk Cousins okay. is fine. He's fine. If, yeah, if, if you surround Kirk Cousins with the right stuff, he's fine. He's a fine quarterback. I, I think he's okay. But but again, the Eagles have a guy. Hopefully, he's the guy going forward. Um, one other bit of NFL news I did want to get to: Jason Peters visiting the Cowboys. I don't think he's signed as of yet, as of this recording. Um, but I am looking forward to Jason Peters um, being escorted off the field seventeen times during the regular season because the man always leaves games early. Um, and I don't think that will change um, when he's a member of the Cowboys. Is I don't. He, is he forty years old? He's close yeah. to forty. I don't want to like, I don't like, usually like the circumstances aren't in the Eagles favor. I keep saying it. Yeah. There are a lot of fortunate, unfortunate, like, I mean, like fortunate and tyrant, unfortunate tyrants with being out for the year. Like, I mean, but you got Dallas just on the ropes. They're on the ropes period. Like, I don't know, like that offensive line, like you're going to need like, no, Dak Prescott's going to need to be the cheese pizza. Cause usually Dallas has the more loaded team talent line. Right. I, I think the Eagles have the better talent now. Like, it's I, like, close. I mean, it's really close. It's really close. But I once again, Thursday, Tampa this, I still think they have the edge. The Cowboys have the edge because of the quarterback. I, I feel like I don't know. Dax, that's just an underrated player. He's really stinking good. They I, I think they have like the better, the best skill player out of if you had if you did a skill position draft, I think they have the two best. Sorry, I think I think CD is better than than Devon, Devontae and AJ, and I think they have the best defensive player. They have the best defensive player. We're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna. Yeah, that. no, but like, yeah. but, but <laughs> like those, like those top end talents matter. They do. They matter. I, yeah. Like I don't know, and are they are they not the deepest team? No, but usually that top end talent makes play. Like that's why, like I don't know, like these are the dudes that make the third and eight plays. When right. you need a catch, when you need a throw, I don't know how many players the Eagles have the the third and eight like like pressure cooker situations that that thrive. I don't know. That's yeah. like that for me is I think the biggest question mark in terms of their ceiling. Yeah, and and again, I think we'll find out pretty quick who those guys are. But that's always been the problem, or at least in recent years, that's been the problem with the Eagles. Like, who makes so? Who are your playmakers? Who are the guys who can change the game with a single play? Eagles haven't had a lot of that on the last couple of years. But hopefully, you know the Hassan Reddicks, you know maybe even the either one of the new guys like Jordan Davis is the one of those guys. Maybe maybe one of those guys kind of is that guy, that difference maker on defense to kind of even the scales with the Cowboys. I do want to talk some basketball because the massive trade was made. Earlier this week, the Cleveland Cavaliers have acquired Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz in exchange for Colin Sexton, Laurie Marketing, Ochair Agbaji, three unprotected first-rounders, and two pick swaps. The Utah Jazz and Danny Ainge now have 15 draft picks, first-round draft picks, in the next seven drafts. Um, Donovan Mitchell is already is an addition to the a pretty decent Cleveland Cavaliers team, which, again, given all the circumstances with the, where they were a couple of years ago, They've kind of rebuilt that team pretty quickly. Um, they're a pretty decent team. I'm not saying they're they're a, a, a huge competitor in the Eastern Conference, but they're going to give some teams trouble 
in the Eastern Conference. And again, this is another team the Sixers are going to have to not worry well, suddenly about. Suddenly, very deep Eastern Conference. Yeah. No, no the Sixers have another team they got to battle. Again, like you add this team to a Toronto, you add it to, a, you know, obviously the Bostons and the Milwaukee's and the Miami's and things like that. Uh, but the Eastern Conference is, is, is looking pretty good. It's a looking like a pretty decent conference. Are they better than, are they better than Toronto? Because I feel like Toronto, like. Yeah, they might I, be. They might yeah, be. No, yeah, no I, be. I feel like, I don't know, like there aren't many gimmies anymore. Like, no. I, and, and I mean, for the first time ever, the East might have eight competent playoff teams. Yeah, like you might get eight teams that are finished over 500 um, in the Eastern Conference. Because again, well, I don't know, we'll figure out what, what's up with Charlotte with, with Miles Bridges. But yeah, no, like the Eastern Conference is not not a bad, not a bad, um, not a bad conference anymore. And again, another another team for the gauntlet the Sixers are going to have to go through this season. Uh, really quick, the Phillies again still on the wild card hunt. Uh, Bryce Harper back in the lineup, 73 and 58 as we record this, two uh, half game up on San Diego for the last wild card spot, three games up on the Brewers. And Shohei Otani, the first player in Major League history with 30 home runs, 10 wins as a pitcher, and you never hear about this dude on TV. Uh, because you don't, no, you don't hear about I, any – like, I had no idea Max Scherzer had 3,000 strikeouts. But why isn't that a mass – why wasn't – because that happened last year. Like, I don't know. You isn't don't that care? a really big thing? I don't think people care. I think I think people are enamored. I mean, I think you probably know about Aaron Judge. You know, being getting close to, I think he has fifty home runs as we record this. So Aaron Judge has a has a chance to get towards the the Yankees home run record, uh, the Roger Maris sixty one home runs. Um, but other than that, I don't think people care. Like people, that, nobody, no numbers move the needle like that. Again, Shohei Otani should be on TV every single time he's at the plate and every single time he pitches, but he's not. And again. I don't know whether it's not a, a conscious move by baseball not to put him out there or it's a conscious move by ESPN to just not show baseball or whatever, but Shohei Otani should be a super, 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 superstar, and he's not. And it's kind of sad because he's 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 a, he's literally a generational player. And, again, I guess we don't hear him because the Angels stink or whatever. I don't know. But he should be on TV all the time, and he's not. And it's very upsetting. All right. It's time to talk some wrestling. Time to discuss – Two big events happening this weekend. No, one. Two. Oh, 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 what you mean? Worlds Collide. No, nah, we're right. not doing Worlds Collide. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Although there's a couple good matches on that, on that NXT Worlds Collide card for those of you who are so inclined. Uh, but um, Chris Domingo, again, after he bought the Dreamer edition of NBA 2K23, <laughs> put down the $49.99 to Bleacher Report for the stream of AEW All Out this Sunday in Chicago. Very excited about Moxley CM Punk 2. If Moxley wins, re-riot. Um, these two dudes fought last week on TV. This match lasted about 90 seconds. CM Punk's leg looks like, well, according to the storyline, CM Punk's foot like fell off or whatever happened. Squash match. You got, you would think that John Moxley got super, super over after this. CM Punk carried out in the back, said he couldn't feel his foot. Now, a week later, John Moxley comes out and says, here's an open contract. The first person to grab this open contract can fight me on Sunday. And the first person to grab this open contract this is, is, CM, is CM Punk's trainer. <laughs> did, did you even know CM Punk had a trainer? No. <laughs> what is this, man? What is this? I, I don't. What is I, I, I mean, like, man? 
No, I, I feel that, like, I don't know. Like, like we talk way more than we should offline about wrestling because we do. But, I, I mean, like, who is thinking, like, is there someone that is telling Killer Khan himself, yo, this is not a good, like, no, what, what Marvel movie did you need, what wrestling Marvel movie did you need to watch to find out about CM Punk's trailer? <laughs> well, they uh, they go back. I forget. I saw they go back a while. I think they were both well. His training, they wrestled together or something like that. I don't know. But again, like unless you're one of those, like you said, one of those hardcore AEW marks, as you always say, you didn't know who this dude was. It was just a rando that like, grab <laughs> grabbing the thing. Like, but, like, like, but he cut a good promo later. Like, I've never nothing. He got to cut a good promo later in the show. I'll no, but if, but if I'm just someone who was like, you know what, I've been hearing about a lot about this, like AEW. I'm going to watch this. Like, I, I'm going to turn on this. Like, I'm going to turn it on a month ago. And it's like trying to follow. And like, he's trying to follow. Like, he's probably thinking some dude out of the crowd is like, I don't know, just like, right. like, I don't know. It's like someone coming on to a fan coming onto the field. Like, I don't right. like, it's just, you're asking for too much deep cuts. Like, I don't know. But like, but this is, but this is Tony Khan. Like, I don't know. Like he says it. The fan is always right. What person? that has owned, that has been part of any commerce in life has openly said the fan is always right because that is a terrible business model, an awful yeah. business model. Yeah, some someone said, and I forget who it was, and I, I wish I could attribute it right. Someone said, there is a, there's a, it might be Sean Rossap for all I know. And there might, there's a difference between the fan is always right and then we know everything that's going on. There's a line in the middle of that somewhere where you need to straddle, all right? No, so that's, no, the, oh, that's no, the line. Like, no, he ain't straddling, man. No, like he, he, like I feel like I don't know this guy Tony Cotton. Like I don't know, like he is feeding into. No, he knows, like he knows his base. I feel like I'm talking about something else. I'm trying not to like kind of correlate it, but like he knows what his base likes. They like mm -hmm. the dirt sheets. They like the rumors. They like the rating system. No, I mean, but he that that's what he caters to. But you know who that doesn't cater to? Genuine regular ass fans that don't have access to the internet eighteen hours a day. Right. Yeah. Like the the, yeah, the casuals are not. This is not for the casuals. Like this is for the hardcores. And again, if, if your goal is only to reach the hardcores, that's one thing. But if your no, goal, but no, no, but he's not making that. Like this is my, and this has been my problem, or not a problem. I, I mean, like this is my pro like like I don't know beef or just my complaint about AEW is. Just don't try to think you try in the link. I don't know. Like, because anyone who doesn't think that, like, there's this, like, Monday, this Monday Night Wars, you're not watching the other side because they keep in them out in their mouth constantly. Like, I don't know. They think it's, like, I hear Chris Jericho all the time saying, oh, we're going to build. Like, if, if you just did you, did you, not even, but, like, I, I mean, not even, like, circle back to, like, whatever the hell they did in that other company. Like, do you? Do your do like deal with your storylines. They would get a lot of like, like I don't know, and just be fine with it. That's cool, but they're not like right. they're trying to blur the lines of there's a war, even though there is no there's not competition. This is a competition. No, no, it's not. It's not a competition if only one side's really fighting. That, that's the thing. If one side is really, if one side thinks it's a fight. It's not really a fight. Like it's just it's just one person. It's one person, you know. No, it's like no, it's like Ohio State Michigan rivalry in college football. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I, like it's like you don't hear WWE wrestlers like I don't know like like 
because it's beneath them. They feel yeah. it's beneath them. Like, and like, I get that. Like, and, and, and one, I feel that like, they've, they're always trying to like say we're an alternative. And like, I don't know, like we have this great environment. You sure better, you better pray your house is clean, pal, before you like, I don't know, like, because now people like me can stick it up your nose when you're saying, yo, you ain't got this, 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 this utopian, you like wrestling. Cause, cause that's what, that's what this dude is trying to portray. He has this utopian alternative where all the wrestlers want to go to be free. And like, I don't know, like have all this, but you know what that comes out of price at chaos. Cause now you got everyone in your damn office saying, yo man, I want TV time. <laughs> no, like you can't, it's, it's that utopian part where you're like, yo, you, you're not dealing in reality. Like, I don't know you like it, like it's a business to every single one of these wrestlers. It's not some art. Yeah, um, Chris is alluding to the fact that there's a lot of reports recently that that say that uh, AEW wrestlers are not happy, you know, with the current state of the booking situation uh, within AEW. And again, that's a sharp contrast to what we've seen over the last couple of months in WWE, um, where now with Triple H at the helm, again, it seems like the quote-unquote, according to the rumors, according to the dirt sheets, it seems like the locker room is a lot happier place. A lot of people are happier, you know, with their position, you know, in the company. A lot of wrestlers who were there before are coming back or being re-signed uh, by WWE. So it seems like a better situation for everybody involved in that. So, again, like you say, if you want to pr- position yourself as, you know, the quote-unquote come-to-death row. Or yeah, I know. Some, like, uh, I don't know. Like, so wrestling. it's not just me that thinks this. <laughs> and I feel that, like, I don't know, this dude is 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 kind of an attention stand. there there was a word with a w that i wanted to use like no like he gets off on this like he's got like he like because it's i think it's hard if you're not in it to get this massive ego when people are calling you a god you saved wrestling like i don't know like the the similarities between him and eric bischoff are like there's a lot of them and like I, i feel like when you're in it and you think you can slay the beast like, I don't know. You think you're the beast slayer. You think you're the one that can finally do it. Man, but I feel that, like, every one of these companies that has tried to, like, take down the monster, like, take down Big Brother, like, I don't know, the Amazon of wrestling, they they had these thoughts. But you know what, frankly, is the biggest issue for all these, like, I don't know, companies that have tried to, like, even be a legit second company to WWE is managing of the egos. Like, I don't know, they feel like, I feel this happened in WCW. This sure happened in, in TNA, because they didn't have it. Like, because once once they brought all the vet, the legends in, like the Hogan's and like the Nashes, like, I don't know, you got to deal with that element all, right. all over again. Like, these dudes just like bullying their way to like, to like, I don't know, like getting theirs, like main event mafia. And now you, you have this again with AEW. Like, don't think that like, I don't know, CM Punk ain't trying to manipulate his way into like having that belt as long as he humanly can. And, and the thing is, again, given the, given what we've heard about CM Punk and his status in the locker room, again, like you know, if CM Punk goes over on John Moxley, you know, at all out, again, probably not good for morale in the locker room, and probably not a good scene for for Tony Khan going forward. But again, that's the biggest part. It's, you know, we talk offline about this all the time. The biggest part of all this is all is, is managing all these egos and trying to figure out. You know, trying to find a spot for all these people to be on TV, to be at the spot in the car where they want to be, and try to you know manage everybody. That's a very big thing to kind of kind of handle. And as and I, said, know, but I think it gets overlooked because 
I don't want to use the word fear, but I feel that like in WWE, you have to toe the line. You just can't storm into like Vince's office or even or, or Triple H's office now and be like, yo, man, I want more time. Like, I feel a lot of these guys, they don't see Tony Khan as that as that equal. Where like they're like, yo, no, because but when you give off that, yo, my door's always open, that don't mean no. Don't ever say that. Like, I don't know, say you have an open door policy. Does that mean you'll have the mids of, of, of the company say, yo man, I, yo, man, I want more dynamite time. Be like, bro, nah. Or, or sis, nah. Like, no, I, I feel like you need that, I hate to use the pun again, authority figure to say, you know what? I, he is definitely my boss and I have to treat him. Because I feel a lot of these wrestlers in this company treat Tony Khan as their friend. Like, no, but it's, it's the whole, yo, let's try to create this great atmosphere working out of your world. Like, I'm not your right. boss. I'm just like, that's not realistic, man. Yeah, no, no, no. You, like, you need to have some kind of hierarchy, some kind of authority figures that people respect. And again, like, it's, yeah, we can all kumbaya and, you know, we <laughs> kind of work together and everybody's a colleague and everybody's, a, you know, co-worker and things like that. But on the some levels, like, hey, man, this is the leader. This is the man at the top of the totem pole. And everything else falls in line after that, and, and, and it's uh, and it's a business. Like I don't it's know, because like, I, I feel like I don't know, like I don't know when you when you have all these like egos kind of clashing, and there's not someone who can like kind of rein like because when a guy like when when a report says that like I don't know, Tony Khan made itself apparent that like he was gonna stand up. That means he wasn't standing up before. <laughs> like so, I feel that, and it's hard when you have wrestlers. As like I, I don't know, as executive vice presidents, like isn't that like a isn't that a conflict of interest that like if you're friends with like Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks, like I don't know, you might get preferential treatment. This is why, unfortunately, the corporate model works because you don't have Hulk Hogan like or or Rock, the Rock like I don't know having a vestige like even in peak Attitude Era, like I, I don't know, like you still had like I don't know, you still had to go like. You still had to go to Vince. Yeah, Vince was still the guy. Vince, Vince was the hammer. And, and again, like everybody respected Vince. And again, if you got out of line, you know, you know, Vince would, you know, call Earl Hebner and be like, "Hey, man, like, yeah, we got <laughs> something we got to take care of." So, um, <laughs> or he called Jerry Briscoe. Oh uh, yeah, or Jerry Briscoe. Like I don't know. Like does Tony Khan have goons? Like you need <laughs> these rest. No, you need these old wrestlers. Like, like I don't know where the hell Arn Anderson is, or like Cat. Like, come on, man, you can't use. Can't tell Taz to use the Taz mission on one of these jabronis. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. But I will say though, despite all this stuff, the All Out card not a bad card. Again, you got Moxie and Punk, you got a Young Bucks and Omega in their in their six way dance. You got Jade Cargo and Athena. Um, the latter matchups, which I know you're very excited about. First Jericho Dan- versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, not not bad. But again, you have Clash of the Castle also this weekend, Saturday uh, today, I should say, 1 p.m. Eastern start. So for those of you who are um, interested in the WWE side of the house again 1 p.m. Saturday start um, for their not event that you heard it's the first main event it's the first live premium event in the UK in 30 years so are, are you expecting any any sort of shenanigans any sort any sort of things to pop off at yes, this class of the castle? I'm kidding I mean he might I mean I guess no, like, out no, of the it, realm it, possible you the quarter percentage on this it I, I'd say 15 okay because, yeah, it's not zero. Because, because I this screams back, but this is but WWE just asked just asks me to watch the book of WWE. Like I've been watching the book of WWE since I've been eight years old, so I right. know. 
that the last time you had a premium event, the hometown kid went oh like one. So it's saying, yo, is this Davy Boy who was who, who was a beast? I I know you weren't a fan. I don't know why. No. Like I don't know. Is, is this Davy Boy 2.0? And that and with all these vignettes that they're putting out, they're really giving the impression that like Drew might win. But what's best for business? Andrew McIntyre going over. Yeah. It's 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 to keep it's to keep people putting them ones up in the air to buy those like I don't know those new bloodline shirts. To, to probably buy the the, the solo Sakawa shirts now. Like, I don't know, to buy, like, the inevitable honorary U shirt. No, I mean, like, this – and Triple H and WWE always does what's best – like, what's what's going to what, what's gonna enhance that that income statement and just putting in more merch, getting – no, I, I mean, like, as people don't want to admit it, man, this thing is still as over as anything that's been in WWE for a long time. And it's funny that you mentioned that because again, two two months ago, three months ago, we we're like, oh man, where's Roman Reigns? My man's on like the longest vacation ever. And now my man just shows up, doesn't even wrestle, just kind of just shows up. <laughs> Has a couple backstage vignettes with Sami Zayn, and we're like, oh my god, you can't stop this. Idolatry. Like, Idolatry. <laughs> I mean, I'm t- man, they need to do a 60 for 60 because 38 30 ain't good. Just to know the metamorphosis of what what, what happened with Roman Reigns. This, what, what, like, I'm, we, we harken back. This dude got booed. After he came back from leukemia, my man was flubbing lines and you know, going going toe to toe with John Cena. Got, <laughs> got no pop, getting booed after leukemia. Just nothing. Just, just people nothing. thought like the weirdos nothing. thought he was faking leukemia to get cheered. Nothing, nothing. And and, and now and, this dude like like is, is he the biggest consistent? Because I know Daniel Bryan had that yes run, which was awesome, and like he was huge, and like Becky right. Lynch, but he feels like this is the biggest superstar WWE's had since Cena. Oh no, hundred percent. No, he's he is the he is the guy. If you, no, this if is you, what they were yeah. looking for. This is what they were looking for forever. Yeah, and, and and he's the guy again. And like you said, what's best for business is probably him holding on to the belts. But there's some other event. There's some other matches um at Clash of the Castle. We don't have time to go through them, but some should be some decent matches on that card as well. So for you wrestling fans, we will hopefully have some time to get to those next week on the show. Again, please join us wherever you get your podcast or. On 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can catch us again next Saturday. But until then, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. It's not just business, it's personal. And Signature Theater's new musical, No Place to Go. When dedicated employee George discovers his company is relocating to Mars, he must decide whether to go and uproot his family's life or embark on an unknown venture. Featuring DC star Bobby Smith, No Place to Go is an irreverent and humorous musical with an enterprising twist. Now playing at Signature Theater through October 16th. Get your tickets at sigtheater.org.